Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You are now listening to the Thanks for Trying podcast, episode 13, with myself, The Last Skeptic, featuring my very special guests, Sway and Tom Ravenscroft. As always, there is fuckloads of swearing. It's recorded in my front room. You know the drill. Thank you to my guests and big shout out to Seb White for recording the show. Enjoy. Yep, yep, yep. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Thanks for Trying podcast, episode 13, with my very, very special guests and dear old friends of mine, Tom Ravenscroft and Sway. Wow, this is like a great honor for me and uh, two really good friends of mine that I haven't actually seen in a while. So yeah, no, it's been ages. A long fucking time. So this is going to be great. I can actually just catch up with, as Sway just said, uh, with a perfect excuse for me to just drink fuckloads. Basically. Basically. So, you know, nothing's changed. So firstly, Sway, how, how are you, man? What's going on? Yeah, I'm really well, man. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm good, man. Just living, you yeah. know what I mean? Enjoying life. Um, working, mm. yeah, you know I mean, just trying to create a lot of different opportunities and mm. just explore, you know. Yeah, I know it sounds really vague, but That's, you know it's mean? super yeah. vague, but also it's 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 kind of true because you've 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 transitioned from d- focusing on rap, from yeah, focusing on production, yeah, to doing the label boss the situation, yeah, 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 yeah. And so, yeah. tell us about you know, tell us about the cipher, like you know, it's, break it down for people. So basically, it's always been that. Mm. Like, you know, I just, I've always been doing the same thing. Mm. I've just had a spotlight on different things at different times. So for example, like, you know, from the very beginning, I was more or less like spearheading um, the movement that Mm. I was in. Like when I was in, I mean, you know, back in the day day. when I was in a group called One, it was like a 11 member crew. Um, Even though I was like the second from youngest, I was still like the kind of like spearhead of the crew. Mm. I was doing a lot of the organization. And, you know, when it came to releasing our first product, I was kind of like putting that together, finding Mm. out where you press up CDs, finding out about artwork, who the DJs were. Mm. So I was always doing that. But what it was with this whole Sway thing, honestly speaking, I, I really wanted to, like I enjoyed rapping, but I really wanted to always have like a label yeah, you know I mean, and 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 I, I wanted to sign other artists, but there's power in that as well. Yeah, you know. man, but they weren't as good as me, man. So you had to do it. Yeah, man, I was the, I, I was the gu- sign yourself and be done there. Basically, I was the guinea pig that blew up. Yeah, yeah, you know I mean, so basically, no, nah, no, nah, it's true, but at the same time, yeah, you know I mean. 
after a while, I started realizing that my, although I enjoyed rapping, I really also enjoyed discovering talent mm-hmm. and developing talent. And I really enjoyed the process of watching something that's so rough and undeveloped yeah. turn into something and blossom. Yeah. I like being a part of that process. I like guiding that process. I like creating that mm-hmm. process. So, you know, I've met a lot of artists like really yeah. early in their careers and kind of been a part of their journeys early mm-hmm. and they've gone on to do great things. Because a lot of people you know? look to you for advice as well because like, yeah. they've seen your, your your career and like exactly, everything yeah. that you've done and know that, that you know, they come to you for, for words of wisdom. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's sometimes it's, it's a case of you know, trial and error. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've always been someone that's never been scared to try things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, fortunately for me and unfortunately at the same time is I've been first in a lot of stuff when it comes to like the whole urban mm-hmm. music scene. It was kind of like, you hear about it now because I don't really put the story out like mm-hmm. out there like that. But you hear people say, okay, oh man, Stormzy, first unsigned rapper on Jules Holland. Yeah. That wasn't the case. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And then you'll hear like, "Oh, first artist to win a BET award." Mm. Again, like, there's just so many things that yeah. I was first in. But but you. But we should also clarify for the listeners out there. I know you're inferring it, but you yeah. you did both of those things first. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. And like that's yeah. and that's crazy to think to think. You know, like. And it's so important for people to know that as well, because it's very important also for the history of yeah. UK rap in the con- in this country. A UK rap, a term that has evolved and changed and had different connotations to it in, over the years. But I, I don't know how important it is, really. Oh. Yeah, you know I mean, because people wake up and they have breakfast and they live their life. It's yeah. nothing to do with. But it's still history, like fa- the same way that we, you know, the same way we looked at the history of of whatever it was of, of US rap or yeah. the same way Tom that you you might look at that you, you got someone on your show and you'll look at look back at everything they've done and every act that have come before them it's very important I feel like the yeah. history is I think if is, people want to find out they'll find out the evidence mm. is all there if you want to go back in time and talk about you know what I mean like the whole mobile thing like mm. first on sign artist to win a mobile and yeah. the there's so many different things we were first at and at the time we didn't know we were first at because we just kind of created the opportunity yeah if anybody really wants to do the research and find out and do the history they mm. should i don't really think it's my role to constantly shove that down people's yeah. i hear it all the time like oh this guy was the first to do yeah. that most of the time i say okay that's cool <laughs> you know what I mean, I mean, it's just like, it's like I'm not gonna be. Like, no, I was the first. Yes. You know what I mean, like I'm, like, I'm already on top. Other things, I'm already. I think you'll find. You know what I mean, yes, I'm, I'm, me. I'm already um, first doing something new. Yeah. You know what I mean, so yeah. by the time they get to that stage, they could be the first at that, and mm-hmm. I'll be like, no. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like being ahead of the game. I like thinking ahead. You know. Yeah, and that, that's great. What you've done with KSI as well. Like yeah. Just it's, it's another thing. You've taken someone with a huge fan base on yeah. YouTube, yeah. That, and you've taken them into a different realm. Yeah. And you know, kind of, I guess, to tell me about KSI. I'll tell everyone about KSI. You know, Tom. I don't know if you have had experience uh, listening to KSI. All right. So here's the thing. Yeah. When I first released my um my album, um, this is my demo. Hmm. It was a very kind of new time for for independent uh, rap albums, like having some kind of commercial appeal, mm. you know. And it, you know, I didn't get a lot of massive support, like mm. from mainstream radio oh, yeah. and 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 some mainstream TV on that process. 
And then when I did my second album, although I was really like close with Akon at the time and it was the whole convict music thing, it was still the same team. I'd never signed anything officially to Akon. So I was still working the record right. like an independent artist, but the, the, the quality of the music in terms of like the visuals and mm. there was a lot more money and a lot more investment behind it. And that second album, it didn't really perform the way that we all anticipated, especially based on the perception. So I went for a quite, kind of quiet period for a moment of personal reasons and also, you know, just, just to kind of regather my thoughts and understand who I was. And um, it was in 2010, I was kind of like, look, the first thing, the only thing I haven't done in my career really is, is understand what it's like to be a signed artist. Mm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, we went around looking for a deal. And at that point, it was kind of like, um, you know, it was it was funny because a lot of the record labels I'd kind of turned down um, beforehand. Mm. And my press agent, big up to Ben, he was like, he made a massive deal out of the fact that independent yeah. artists... Um, turns down this label, turns down that label. I didn't realize how many people I'd been pissing off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so when it actually came yeah. came time for me to do my deal, everyone was yeah. like, oh, you're here now. Yeah. Like, oh, it was that shit. kind of scenario. So shit. I was just like, yo, I'll take any deal, man. I just want to know what it's like to be a signed yeah. artist. So I had my idea. I had my agenda. Like I wasn't there to like, okay, I want to be signed forever. Yeah. And I've, I've built up this whole thing about being independent, learned certain things about the industry, understood how to develop an act, been involved in developing so many acts that I've mm. done well. I wasn't there to sign forever. I was just mm. like, let's do a, a, a singles deal. So Freebeat took up um, a singles deal. Mm. And um, the first single I, I released, um, you know, a lot of people was kind of like, you know, this ain't, this ain't going to do nothing. The time was done. Like It was like, I was kind of caught in a, in a, in an era where people were like, even you know, with Kano doing amazingly well now, he was kind of trapped yeah, in that yeah, space. Yeah. All of us were kind of like, were the people that didn't know what how it, you were going to sell records. It was anymore. tiny tempest time. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, it was that kind of generation. Mm. It was like you guys, we respect you guys, but you've had a moment. Let's, and then we dropped Still Speeding, and that went top twenty. And that was actually my first record that got. Uh, Radio One playlist Sick. like throughout my whole career yeah. I'd released like seven singles and never got a playlist I got a playlist and then I went top 20 Sick. and then at that same time it's like I was always like um, trying to discover new artists and new talents and, and, and move with the times and try and try and merge my sound mm. with whatever was current you know what yeah. I mean I always wanted yeah. to be um, ahead of it so I was speaking to a friend of mine and he was like um yeah, you need to work with Dr. P because the dubstep thing was mm. um, big at the time. And I was like, um, I checked out Dr. P, but in the, at the same breath, I came across um, Flux Pavilion, who was another yeah, person, very person sick. suggested. Very sick. And I listened to both of them and I thought Dr. P was sick, but Flux had the hip hop thing. Mm -hmm. He was still hip hop. And yeah. I was like, proper, like, I'm, I'm going to get a beat from this He guy. ended up doing the Kanye I mean, record. Even before that. Yeah, so this is crazy. So... I hit up Flux and I was like, yo, this is Sway, blah, blah, blah. Sway, blah, blah. He was a massive fan. Mm. Um, but I can't do a record with you at the moment. I'm in uni. So I was like, <laughs> like, I'm in my third year. Like, Come on, man. How long is it going to take to do a record? I'm coming to your university. So I actually went to his university dorm. You know what I mean? Sat Dude. down and went through some beats. And that's when he played me the... Um, that I can't stop and I was like this guy's yeah. gonna go you know what I mean like he's just he's technically and that's the beat that way. ended up on uh, Watch the Throne no so basically um, 
he he produced a record for me and I did a record for him and I had that in my back pocket. Yeah. So I just done all the paperwork on that and kind of negotiated it. I had it. So after I'd gone top uh top twenty with still speeding, the label kind of like, what's your next move? And I was like, this and it was Level Up, produced by Flux Pavilion. At the time, Flux Pavilion was just around the whole yeah. Watch the Throne thing. And every rapper was trying to get to Flux Pavilion, but he was locked off. Yeah. It's like, I'm not working with nobody. Yeah. So we put, dropped that record, and that went top 10. So yeah. I was like, Sick. Yeah, I mean, lads, Sick. we got the momentum back now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's, um, let's, 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 let's start this label thing. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, you know, let's build it. Let's make it mean something. And um, so we, we, we kind of regalvanized. Um, the whole decipher thing that was the original mm-hmm. camp the the original three of us regalvanized and I was looking for somebody to be a part of it you know I didn't know what kind of artist and I kept I kept um, bumping into this guy I bumped into him and on two occasions he was in the studio but you know when you meet somebody and there's something about them there's a kind of aura about them yeah. so I asked this guy I said well, so what do you actually do because I've bumped into you in a few studios he's like I'm a rapper so I'm like, right, cool, play me some records. So he played me some records, and in one of the records he started singing. And I was like, you're not a rapper, like, you're good, don't get me wrong, because I'm always the best, innit? You know what I mean? So you're good, <laughs> but, but your singing voice is amazing. Yeah. I want you to jump on this record for me um, that I'm doing with Kano. Mm-hmm. It's a remake of Dr. Dre's... Um, um, Still Dre mm-hmm. It's called Still Sway and Kane right. It was me and Kano And that was Tiggs the author So mm. We signed him It was the first act We signed yeah. to this New Decipher yeah. Situation We released an EP for him um, And then all of a sudden You went into some Mad bidding yeah, situation Yeah Tiggs man I mean where labels Were after him And then yeah. So that happened The same time With the Still Speeding record I remember My views started Going up like Mentally like, it was just like, it was kind of too good to be true. true. Mm. It was going up in like 20,000 a day at some Shit. point. And I was like, what's going on here? So I read the comments. All the comments was like, KSI, Army KSI, send me KSI. So like, what the hell is a KSI, man? I need to get one of those, man. You know what I mean? Like, whatever that is, you know what I mean? Because that's helping the views. So then I went and researched, and I, and I was just there for hours, literally watching through this guy's videos. And he was using Still Speeding. Every time he'd score a goal on FIFA... He oh, used still speed him, and he was crazy. doing this kind of spoof, spoof type rapping. Mm. It was kind of like, like I mean, it was dodgy. You know what I mean? But it was like there was something there. Mm. There's a personality. Yeah. He had two million subscribers. You know what I mean, two million subscribers. So I hit him up, and I was like, "Yo, Sway, need to have a chat." He was like, oh shit, I'm in trouble. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I was like, nah. <laughs> I was like, nah, 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 nah. You're not in trouble. There's, there's, there's something we can do. You know what I mean? Like we can, let's, let's, let's see what can happen with this. And then we ended up talking and we ended up talking about just doing a record together for fun. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I can say it now because there's no, there's no, no comeback. I was trying to get out of my door at that point because mm-hmm. the, the whole single fig was, that's all it was supposed to be. They didn't understand my album. You know what I mean? Yeah, the yeah. kind of album I wanted to release was more of a personal album. It was more like an affirmation. It wasn't something that, uh, I, I wasn't trying to turn into Flowrider and the single, yeah. fi- single thing, they wanted me it's, to be Flowrider. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I, I've done too much lyrical stuff to be yeah, Flowrider. <laughs> you know I mean? So I was in a position where I was trying to get out of my deal. So kind of like as a compromise, um, I gave the label an EP, which was called the Wake Up EP. And then yeah. I put this record, 
with Tiggs the author and KSI yeah. on the EP. The main track called Wake Up was produced by Zayn Lowe. Yeah. Um, nice package, you know what I mean? Put it all together and then you could just see the power of KSI's yeah. involvement in the record just propelling it. I think it, did it midweek in the top 40? Like literally no announcement, no promo, no nothing, midweek in the top 40. I was like, no way, like this is something. So we signed KSI and we was like, all right, cool. This wow. It's going to take some time. Um, let's um, let's develop you. Like let's let's get in the studio. Come in. Let's you know coach the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, let's try and find your characteristics. Um, we went through beats. Turkish sent a bunch of beats, and there was one beat in particular we both into. Um, mind you, he's making a lot of money from YouTube at that point, mm-hmm. um, and he had a Porsche. And, uh, he had, from YouTube, yeah, yeah, yeah he had this a Porsche rec- from YouTube. He had a record called. That's insane. Um, he wanted to do a record called Lamborghini. Yeah, so we was writing the record together, um, and um, yeah, basically he, he kind of had a like a serious moment mm. where he was like, "Oh, sway back, like uh, you know, I got this record about Lamborghini, but I drive a Porsche." <laughs> like, it's like it's not, it's not right you know I mean yeah. I was like bro it's just it's hip hop you know I mean it's cool it doesn't you know matter I mean? yeah. a lot of people that make songs about um about things they don't don't yeah. have of course but you have a Porsche it's not bad <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. um, so he calls me one time he pulls up to the studio he calls me one time and he was like oh yeah um, look out the window mm. bright orange Lamborghini oh, you know what I mean <laughs> Bright orange, like proper, like uh, the maddest color you've ever seen of a Lamborghini. Fuck. And he's like, he's got a Lamborghini now. So we were like, all right, cool. This is how cool. old. How old was he at this time? Ah, uh, I don't know, man. How old was JJ at the time? Maybe nineteen. Looking to Turkish, nineteen. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so he had the Lamborghini. It was, it was, it was a fun time. We were it's having crazy. fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then, um, so now. Now we're speaking to record labels about potentially, mm-hmm. you know, KSI, you know, blah, blah, blah. We think he could be really big, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? His subscribers are growing. And, you know, KSI was never coming into the game to try and be Nas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He was, the, Will Smith was more the model. Mm-hmm. You know, he wanted to have fun. He yeah. has talent for music. Like, nobody can rap and string a throw together Is he, like is he writing his bars as well? We write together. Okay. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah. recently he's been writing a lot Sick. of his own stuff. This is the honest truth. Yeah. You know what I mean? We write together, but... You know, it's collaborative, got, yeah. No, but you've got me in your corner. Like, I yeah. write for rappers that don't even know I've been writing for them for years. Shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ghostwriter. Yeah, but it's a different kind of... It's spiritual. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different type of thing. Uh, but, the um, more drinks I have, the more testing questions I will have for you. Yeah, you'll, no, have to, you'll, you'll be like, oh shit, can I say that? No, nah, it's no problem, man. I'm, look, look, anything I'm going to say yeah. to you in this podcast is, yeah. is based on on truth. So it's, exactly. uh, it's only one Exactly. Truth. You know, there was a momentum there because of yeah. Tiggs, the author. People yeah. were like, oh, we see kind of like what you guys did with Tiggs. Mm. You know what I mean? We see what you did with Still Speed and Level Up, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But nobody was biting yeah. at the KSI thing because it was for them, it was like, he's a YouTuber. He mm. cannot make a record. Like, you, it doesn't matter that you're behind him. It's like, mm. you can't take YouTube into the music world. And we was like, we had a long, uh, there was a point where we were kind of like a few deals were interested and we really mm-hmm. wanted to land him at a label because we felt like as a small independent we needed the machine to take it where our vision really wanted to take mm-hmm. it so um, we had a, a a discussion where we were like look let's release Lamborghini um, as a single and we could we could potentially risk 
messing up everything and proving them right and maybe mm. it won't work. But KSI was so excited about the record. We loved the record and we were like, let's just take away, let's take away initially his biggest asset, mm. which is YouTube. So we're not going to put it on YouTube. Let's put it on Spotify, which, oh, is, a, which is a streaming service yeah. and show people that it's about the fan engagement, not just yeah. about him doing FIFA videos. He's a star. Wherever he's going to go, people are going to follow. So I went into Spotify. I had a meeting with, you know, with the powers that be over there. Mm. I was like, I need to set up an artist account, ASAP. You know what I mean? Mm. Who is it? Uh, KSI. Okay, has he released anything before? Not really. You know what I mean? Okay, cool. We're going to trust you on this. We're going to set up the That's account. It. We put out Lamborghini Mental. I think that was... Uh, I think it might have even gone in... A, did it pre-order in the top 20? What's up? Mental. And then that's when the, the phone started ringing with all the record labels saying, how about that YouTube thing? Of course. Yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> like, you know, when you check his music video ratio yeah. to his, like, playing FIFA and videos, it's, it's, know, and it's, it's also it's difficult totally to, to, to transfer those fans that are used to one thing into getting them into to watching another thing so yeah. it's, a, it's a difficult thing to do I mean yeah and he's achieved it yeah. if you think 70 million views on a music video yeah. and his average on his FIFA videos is about 5 million yeah. that's just 65 million people not that much yeah. you know what I mean that, <laughs> that, that are interested he's just a all round great guy he's yeah. consistent mm -hmm. he listens to us yeah. you know what I mean he has great ideas of his mm -hmm. own we help facilitate that and he's like a younger brother to me so you know what I is an amazing character you know big up and so is Tiggs you yeah know? Tiggs is incredible like yeah. he's just I, yeah. um, it's, before I, I've got so many questions for you Sway I want to yeah. I want to say hello to Tom because I haven't said hello to you yet. Hello, hello. Sorry. That's all right. No, that's fine. Tom, how are you, man? Talk to me. I'm good. Nothing as exciting as that. I want to just listen to you, Tom, more now. It's just like, you just do the whole thing. Yeah, but you just have the I just sat at home with my kids. That's what I'm doing. I just sat at home with my kids watching box sets. The most beautiful radio voice in the history of radio. Just all one tone. It's perfect. That's all we want. Mr. Monotone. Yeah, that's how it is. Um, how's it going with Six Music Friday nights killing the game? Yeah, it's good. Um, what are we doing? It's kind of, it's that time of year when all the festivals are starting up. So it's like, God, I hate this time of year. Yeah, do you know what I really do? Yeah. So we're just kind of like eyeing up which ones I can get out of and which ones <laughs> get out. Of. <laughs> which ones yeah. we gotta do? So yeah. Um, the thing is, you go to the, like we go you go to all the festivals and you know what it's like. He's kind of sat with these kind of like makeshift studios and mm. you're like. Um, a lot of the time you're having to kind of take music that you wouldn't necessarily play mm. and I'm kind of thinking I just want to be back in my studio in London playing records but yep. you know occasionally they make you leave so do they have they, they make the, I guess you have to play the, the, the records from yeah, people yeah you kind of have to play what you're given a little bit when you do these things yeah yeah and a lot and of some the time some of it is wonderful some of it is wonderful and most of it is wonderful obviously but yeah you know, sometimes like oh, I've got this really great tune at home and I can't play it <laughs> exactly because you, you have such an eclectic taste on the show like I, I love listening to it because you play everything yeah no matter what it is it might be a drum and bassy kind of record one song and then it's like a folk record the next yeah and hip hop you know you play everything we some shit that I'm like there. fuck I don't even know that shit yeah I know I mean I, I doubt I doubt there's anyone that listens that like kind of likes all of it but yeah. <laughs> you know because if you like two thirds of it I think I'm, I'll take that but it's um, the show's kind of it's later at night now so I know uh, it was kind of earlier on for about six months maybe a year mm. I had to kind of rein in some of the kind of more hardcore stuff a little bit. 
but um, now they've, they've got, I think they caught wind of it and they're just like oh man put me back into the night so they put me back into like night or midnight and now I can just like that's great just that's a, that's I don't, a, that's the thing is because the management I mean the management are listening on a Friday night so you can like true I mean, you can get away with unbelievable things. How much do you have to clean up songs? Because this is this is an it's annoying thing for me like, on BBC. Because you have to clean up. I mean, it's, so I know you like know. The, it's pretty much just the hip hop, the grime, the dancehall stuff that's always a pain in the ass. Mm. Um, you know, and a lot of the time, especially with some of the kind of like I don't know, kind of like we get kind of hip hop in like like there's kind of some Turkish hip hop thing we've been playing recently, and some, yeah. some other bits and bobs and friends. A lot of the time, it's coming in. You're just like, I know it's filth. It's got to be filth in there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there just has to be. But like, we no one in this room like speaks the necessary languages yeah. a lot of the time. So you're just like, well, it's just gonna have to let it go yeah. and hope that you know. Hope for the best. Hope, hope, that, that, with their yeah, kids. hope that that person, <laughs> that French family, aren't listening right now. Um, so yeah, you have to clean up a lot. The problem is as well, everyone, I mean, I'm sure you're aware of this, everyone bloody lies about a clean radio edit. It's like mm. no one knows what clean is. Yeah. Mm. So like you get sent like stuff and they're like, oh, you've cleaned up for you. Like, so yeah. It's, a um, lot of people don't see like smoking weed as something they need to clean up. Well, so, that's like, not so I, bad, I believe, but you know, they're you still have in, to, BBC have told me off like, like, yeah. He's leaving yeah. in motherfuckers. You're like, dude, that, how, <laughs> yeah, that's how, definitely like, a swear word. Like, how is that? 100%, like, percent. How are you not like, like you start by taking out the motherfuckers. Like that's start with that <laughs> um, what did they take out if they didn't oh take out God, motherfuckers I, don't know. Didn't, I mean I guess they just took out maybe half the motherfuckers um, Jesus Christ so yeah it happens all the time and then there's certain things that if you yeah basically I send it to my team and if there's like if there's like I don't know 20 minutes of cleaning to do they'll mm. do it yeah. but occasionally they'll be like I'm not spending all day cleaning this one chair no. you're, you're not having it so they'll throw it back and some words sound the same when you flip them as well yeah. a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we have shit to, is always the one. Yeah, there's a few. Yeah. So shits were allowed. Shit, we get away with the shit, you know. It's, yeah, um, yeah, we do get in trouble. Fuck. And so you have a you have a lot of guests on there as well. We do. Yeah, we don't. I mean, uh, we do, not so much on the Friday, like the late one. We do because well, we uh, we do loads of OB stuff. Like we're out mm. and about all the time, so we've always got. Um, we're always kind of getting guests on when we're doing the festival stuff. Who's been the most nightmarish at a festival? Um. What, do you know the do you know that band the War on Drugs? Mm. Nightmare. Well, oh. actually, do you know the worst I've ever had? <laughs> no, Bill. This guy, Bill, Call- <laughs> Bill Callahan from Smog, and I had it was my first ever live radio show, and he was like, in, he was they, he was they in the, up in the uh, up in the studios in Manchester. This thing where like everyone's in a glass room together, mm. and your producer's not in the room with you. They're like through for a big like window they're kind of looking at you like you're the last lobster in a restaurant you're just like, you're like just, just, <laughs> what is that look just, I want to know just, what like, that look is they're just kind of staring at you like, like you're, you're a freak and you're like why don't you come and sit why don't you come and sit in here with me like I don't like this um, yeah, but, and picked. every time I ask him a question he's just like I mean he just just stared at me and I was like mm. just, I was n- nervous as hell anyway it's like first live show um, and everything I said he just like looked back at me in the end, I was like, well, if you're not going to talk, I'll put a tune on. That's kind of how we ended it. But, uh, yeah, it's one of the only... They, 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 normally, they put everything back up. No, normally put everything on the iPlayer up, yeah. even if, if it's not great. But, like, that, that they do. Well, but, like, why do an interview if you can't, like... Well, I don't know. It happens all the time. I've got, I've got actual, like, actual mates of mine who, like, you know, make music. Hmm. You know, we'll be chatting loads off mic, and they're being dead friendly. And then, like, they're like, oh, we're ready to go. We put the mic up. And I was like, how's it going? And they're like... You're like, what are you going to oh. actually do this to me? You're serious. You're insane. No. What, is that? what the hell is this? Oh, 
shit. So we were playing football together this afternoon. Now you, now you lock up. Do you on think me. it's nerves? I mean, I guess no, we all come across it was like artists. Just fucking, like, they just go into like you know, this is who I am. It's always not who you are, is it? No. Nah. I mean, um, I just can't, I can never stop talking when I'm on radio. That's my problem. <laughs> I just want to talk all the time about everything. And then five minutes later, I'm talking about my obsession with Juice South or something like that. And it's all, you know, it's mad. Even when I, I did your uh, round table, six yeah, that music was good. round you table. Were good. We should Thank get you back on. I appreciate that. We should get that. you back on. I'm always good. Come on now. I just talk about shit all the time. I got banned from doing it because it was like not reining my opinion in enough. And then like, I was just. <laughs> Just going on air How dare you have an opinion on the radio? Well, I think I was going Shit. on and just slagging stuff off too hard, and then they mm. were just like, "It's not really supposed to be that vicious." And so, um, yeah, no I'm one not, wants to no one wants uh, like a strong opinion on on the BBC. Like it has to just yeah, be so. Well, mm. I'm gonna have to like do exactly that and go with the no. <laughs> <laughs> and so, what, what's your what's your favourite thing to play right now? Because that was literally one of the top <sighs> things that I wanted to ask you. Oh man, you apart know from the tougher have, questions you know that are coming later. Whatsoever. That's a good point. Is it is because of you? You got this family now, so you do, you know. Well, you that and like, takes, abuse, takes your like you know, just partying too much as a teenager, and I just didn't leave much of a brain left. <laughs> I think that's what it is. But that, but while I, yeah, I mean, it's mainly down to like having two kids, so yeah. sleep deprived. I mean, it's so boring, isn't it? Like, who wants to talk about their kids? But hey, it's a lot. Sway has the same experience. You know, it's, a, it's a mutual. Yeah, I got a two two and a half year old, and I'm with you on the sleep. Oh man, man. Yeah. it's hardcore. It's a problem, man. We just go, yeah. Well, I've got my my. I've got a little boy who's like nine months. I've got another one who's three, the nine month old. You just got to get him to a year, I think, and then it starts getting a bit more mellow. <laughs> yeah, nah, but for those first, didn't like, get mellow for me, man. Did not. Nah, nah that man. first year is hell. He, he, he insists on coming to the bed every night. Does he? Yeah. Every the problem night. with like when you have one, like you get the you get these, you know, you get the gaps, and you can get mm. shit done in the gaps. Like even if it's just like. <laughs> I don't know, just going out in the garden smoking a fag or whatever, you get mm. gaps. You get two, the gaps are gone. There's no gaps. You're like, yeah. what the hell? Like, they, just they don't steal, coordinate. They just steal the they gaps. Talk to each other. Bullshit. I don't get any. <laughs> it's just completely out of order. Um, so now, yeah, now we just chuck them in nursery. I just spend all my money on nursery fees. It's a great idea because then you can at least listen to new music yeah, and yeah, make, make music. To, like, do you, both of you, are your kids like listening to music or are they, are they, are they enjoy, do they react yeah, to music? Yeah, yeah, my son loves music, man. He's got yeah. a little piano in his room. Sick. He plays that, man. And he sings everything. He remixes uh, nursery rhymes already. Sick. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Does like, he have a favourite kind of music? He just likes like he likes Bruno Mars a lot. Does he? Yeah, yeah. He knows Bruno Mars. So when you put the Bruno Mars, he will say YouTube, and then he, he can he can find Bruno Mars himself yeah, yeah. on yeah. YouTube. Yeah, no matter yeah, what you do, fine. you can yeah, block yeah. Bruno Mars yeah. on YouTube. He still yeah. finds him. He likes Bruno Mars, man. It's like most most music, though. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, um, you know, I, I read somewhere in some children's book when my missus is pregnant. That you should make him listen to classical. So now he's down mm, with classical as well. Yeah. You know what I mean, you know what I mean. He loves. That's amazing how much it, huh? it can affect, or you know, because a, a baby's totally taken does. in everything. Yeah, 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 my little, yeah, yeah. Ba- my littlest yeah. one, the little baby. I mean, he's not. Even, he can't even stand up. You, you. He's so sensitive to like even the most like pathetic of beats mm. I mean you just put like even a tiny little tapping and he just immediately <laughs> starts starts, just starts going like, like <laughs> you do anything you just start clapping and he's just like yeah let's fucking do this <laughs> and you're just like what the hell whereas like normally the other yeah. one I put like, like I put loads of like kind of like sort of like Zimbabwean stuff on all the time and like, he loves like sort of notes are really high you know yeah. But the other one, I mean, you can honestly, you just tap on a wall and he's, he's just off on it. Sick. It's hilarious. I hope he keeps up. But I got like, with like the room, there's a room at the end of the house where I've got like 
stereo and decks and stuff. Mm. And obviously he just loves that because we got all the lights. Mm. So I put the mixer on. I just put like all, like just try and get as many lights going as mm. I possibly can. And then I got like a, I got a couple of like old battered styluses and I put yeah. them on. And a couple of battered records, and he just sits there and like st- I just let him scratch them out. It's just like you can't, you can smash this up as much as you want. That's so much fun. So every so often he's like, "Dad, can you wear my styluses?" And he puts his ones in. They're just red. <laughs> there's like nothing. It's so good that he knows to not. Yeah. Fuck well, it's, up, like, well, it's, the good well ones. I take my new ones out and I put these ones. There's nothing left on him. And um, yeah, and it's like these are your two records. You're not mm. allowed any others. And he just sits there and can't, like it's hilarious. Like. Ah. Because I, I, cause you, you, I remember you telling me a lot of stories about you growing up as well and like the, the vinyl from, from your dad and, and how you would have ultra rare records in his collection, rap records. Yeah, yeah, That, would, I know. that you would we, then find in, in your hindsight. room. <laughs> yeah, the thing was though, because like obviously he was getting sent, you know, in, that, in his record collection, it's like, you know, the first ever hip hop records are in there, you mm. know, like on white labels. The, the, the stuff in there is absolutely extraordinary, you know. Yeah. And we had like... The guy from Record Collector come round. He's like, you know, like the first, the first like five years of hip hop, which no one was really like. There's so few people in this country have that, mm-hmm. and it's all in there, and it's all on white label, and everything's got like handwritten notes on it. It's yeah. just like, what the hell is this doing? And it's like barn in Suffolk, you know, it's fucking <laughs> weird, you know. And the first, like, and so there's, there's all this kind of amazing stuff in there. And my brother got into, you know, my brother got into like kind of early hip hop. I mean, my brother's like forty two now or whatever but like so my dad used to like let him let him and his mates who were like learning to break dance and stuff so he'd, they'd, he'd give them all these like promos and they would just wow. like just leave them on they, they were just getting no. bad all the slit like everything was just getting bad and then years later you're just like Jesus Christ man that record was <laughs> <It's> absolute so <laughs> bloody fortune you, it looks like it's lived outside most of its life it's just like yeah, there's loads of those. Just like bad things, which are just like and, and stuff that would never have been released properly. And yeah, like... I know. So like some of it is like heartbreaking, and also daddy's gave loads. You know, give loads of it as well away. We like find out from people like like Joel. We were, Joel's Peterson told me the other day that like dad had given him some like really really ultra rare like fellow cutie record, which apparently fell for, and he's just like handing all this shit out. He's like, oh man. I mean, fair enough. We've still. I mean, got... it's great because the music is there to be shared. Yeah, yeah, it's and also like you know, it's his, it's and... his record. You know, they're his records to do what the fuck he wants with. So, um, yeah, it's mm. nice. Yeah. But, yeah, it's quite. And it, it's not like we still haven't got, like, you know, 200,000 records to do. <laughs> so it's like. Wow. It's, um, but, yeah. yeah, there's a few little things where, like, you're like. And made, wasn't there something that you were saying to me a long time ago about it, how long it would take to listen to every one of those records? I don't know. So, just to clarify for every, every listener, obviously, your, your dad was John Peel. Yeah. Um, and you talk as much or as little about it as you like, and uh, but like you were saying, how long it would take to listen to every one of these two hundred thousand records? Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't have a chance. I mean, you wouldn't get. You just wouldn't have a chance. Even if you just went through the sevens, you wouldn't. I mean, you can get through the sevens in your lifetime. You might. I mean, you'd like the twelve inch. I mean, there's like you know, there's the sevens. There's a there's a sevens building, and there's wow, and there's and there's a twelve inch. There's a twelve inch singles building. Wow. Yeah, and so you know, there's a there's a there's like. Yeah, there's a barn which is basically just full of early hip hop and drum and bass. A you barn. Know? Yeah, it's just like early hip hop, drum and bass, and like, crazy. and like, and we we all look at Turkish <laughs> over here, the record collector, as he just well, shakes know, his got, head in disbelief. Uh, we got those, um, <laughs> you know, the um, what's his name, tall black guy, and uh, yeah. Mr. Thing, and that mm. lot. Um, Eric Lau, they all came down. 
the I know, house. I was gutted I didn't get the phone yeah. call. Man. Well, they did that. They did that record store day EP thing. They, it was like a little series they'd done. Yeah, and they'd like nothing leaves the house. That's of course, called. yeah, it was very sick. Um, and a mate of mine um, knows tall black guy. Cause he weirdly lives in Norwich. I don't know what he's doing there, but anyway. It's, but, um, so yeah, some, they kind of hooked that up. The next thing I know, they're all like in the house, just digging away, going yeah. crazy. Um, and someone's there going, please put them back where you found them. Yeah, please you know make why? sure. The thing, is, the thing is, it's nice when you get like, it's nice when you get different people in because like, because everything, like literally everything is there. Yeah, of course. You know, it, you always want different people coming in and digging about because they're always, everyone's going to have a different approach and everyone like, you know, everyone kind of digs about in different ways. Yeah. So, you know, it's good to get people because access stuff for you. Is there is there anything that they picked out that you were like, just don't touch that? Would you know what? No, not at all. We'd never do that. I mean, it's, they're all records. You know, the point they're there to be played. You mm. know, so do what you want with them. Um, I wasn't there for that one. Well, hilariously, though, again, this guy Leon, who kind of looks after the, the records for us a bit. I came back. He'd, he'd been looking after. That. He'd been there at a house on his own for like a week or something. And I came back, and there was like a, a pile of records, like the length of this room, probably mm. like I don't know, like five meters of records just coming off the wall and I was mm-hmm. like what is that and he's like oh I just got started on this little project and I, I couldn't stop and I was like what is what, what's the project it's like in these records is every single sample from the Donuts album oh, and I was like shit. are you serious he's like yeah I've worked what? out and he was, I was like that on like, sampler.com and I was like loads there's loads of crazy shit in there like yeah. old British folk songs and like yeah. some mad shit in there and he just pulled he's like yeah the whole of Donuts is here and I was like what are you going to do now he's like oh, I guess I'll put it all back so I was like, <laughs> 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 taking him a day to file it back oh. in yeah so, just yeah. to show you in that one moment I think he just wanted to sit I think he wanted to like I think he wanted to because he wanted to like, like prove to himself mm. like the quality of the collection like mm. if I can recreate donuts yeah. out of this then this, this is a good everything thing. yeah like what's some mad shit in there like I really bet. weird like sort of like 60s 50s like British folk stuff there's some crazy stuff in there there's also some very very randomly stupid rap fact that I'll say because I've had a few vodkas is that he sampled he went Dilla went to Mr Bongo's um, back in the day and he bought a Jest and Tommy Evans record and on Donuts, you can hear Tommy Evans, UK rapper, very obscure, like not many people will remember him. It, it's him going, yeah, ah, uh, in the middle, oh, of, the wow. ra- in the middle really? of Donuts. Oh, yeah. I wonder if Leon dig that out. Must be, in the, must be in there if he did the job well. Is it, uh, exactly. Right, yeah. I remember Tommy Evans. Where, where is he now? He, uh, he went very, like, he, he converted. Yes, the, I yeah, remember that. And, yeah. and, and, uh, he done that back then. Way back then. I think yeah. he, still, he still has. And there were so many rumours going about that he was, like, he got, like, uh, radicalised oh, and all wow. of this stuff. It was nonsense. But, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, Tommy Evans, rapper. Rapper turned converted. He got a huge ginger beard now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, Fa- factual yeah. um but yeah like this this i mean the collection i have a billion questions about and there's a, a lot obviously i wouldn't talk about on air but is there's there must be just some fantastic fantastic things that you found yeah but the thing is you know it's like it's the reason why it's good to have other people come in and dig about in it is because like it's kind of impenetrable because mm. like it's the scale i mean it's like the, tw- the 12 inch like albums are all filed out filed up but like um you know the sevens and the, the you know the sevens and the twelve inch singles are all they're self better and a lot of the time you just like you just go out there and it's just this wall mm. and you're just like oh, man I don't I can't face it so basically in our house like in the kitchen there's like you know there's like a crappy CD player with like 
load of you know like a pile of CDs, nothing's in its case. They're like load of Soundway compilations. Mm. And every and we have the same ones and all the time. The same ones that've been playing for like two years in our house. And everyone comes in, it's like got two hundred thousand records. So <laughs> like someone go and pick out, someone go and pick a sodding record. And then you'd like someone will be gone for an hour, and then yeah. they'll just come back in the kitchen and go, I just put that CD on. It's <laughs> like this is fucking insane. So yeah, we. I mean, yeah. like honestly, yeah. it's, it's just we just listen to the same thing. It's like you can't, I just can't face it. Mm-hmm. It's too. I mean, I go and I go into like I go into like the sevens more than anything else because they're kind of easier to deal with. Yeah, I like, go in there. There's loads of there's loads of really great kind of uh, like seventies African stuff, and there's loads of brilliant dub in there. Mm-hmm. Loads of really good dub. Um, and yeah, so I, I go I go in there like digging for dub a lot. You feel free to just shut this question down. I'll edit it out. Yeah, go on. It's fine. Um, you you found some handwritten notes in there as well. Yeah, yeah. There's loads. Of, I mean, most. I mean, that's kind of what's really interesting about it is that everything everything's got handwritten notes mm. in it, pretty much. And they're all from like, you know, they're all from because they're all been sent like in the early days. So like everything's, you know, there's some handwritten notes by people that are just kind of like nervous nervous little kind of notes written by little boys going here's my record what do you think and then like you know it's signed like Bowie you wow. know and there's kind of all kinds of wow. you know there's 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 all of that stuff in there so like for all those kind of like you know the kind of gods of British music yeah. there's like a note from them as a child <laughs> um, so like there's all that stuff and then the same thing with like you know the same with all the dance stuff you know like yeah. all the you know you know, like little notes from Jeff Mills and stuff. You know, it's so it, 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 as I say, it's kind of all the genres. Mm. It's quite fun. You know, and as, as a kid, when I was like, I first got into like basically when Britpop turned up, and I hated it. So I was just like, mm. I just listened to nothing but Jungle for ten years. And so like all the all those records, like all my heroes. Mm. You know, they're sending dad mm. records to my dad. Like, do you know this guy? And I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like you got handwritten letter from like book and what the hell man so I'm just losing my shit and all this stuff so, I miss the days of handwriting a yeah, DJ I know. letter like, come on so like it doesn't matter like what you're into musically there's gonna there'll be a letter in there that'll blow your mind yeah so it's yeah. um yeah it's incredible it's it's a difficult one because do you separate the records from the notes and frame them? Do you keep it nah, all together? You, to, keep it all together yeah. you know you have to. And the know? record has to be you know they they I'll leave them together. Yeah, that's a good show. Consider selling. Well, we're t- we've got to try and rehouse them. At, you know, they've got to, they can't stay. The problem is, you know, as, as I've been saying, they, they, you know, it's arguably like. You know, it's one of the most important record collections in the world. Like, according mm-hmm. to the guy, record, the guy from Record Collector who's been looking at it, he's like, this is the single most, like, extreme record collection in the world. Wow. And he's... He, the problem is, because it's kind of impenetrable, we need, to, we need to take it to some massive institution yeah. who can help us make it so that, like, you guys and everyone else can access it. Mm. So, you know, like, the, the, when those, you know, when those four guys came over and sampled stuff and put out these tunes, and I was, like, listening to the... You know, and they sent me... They sent me those, like, the, the promo of it, and I was putting them down, listening to this stuff that's been sampled and shared, and I was like, that's what I want, like, mm. all the time. I want everyone to be able to do that. Yeah. You know, I want, like, you know, young kids going, I need, I need some, like, samples that no one else is using. Yeah, you, like, you can go in there and find a record that no one else has listened to for, like, 50 years. Yeah. And so, you know, ideally, it, it'd be finding a way. We're going to need someone with some serious cash to help us do it, but, like... Um, basically a way of making it like accessible so mm. people can use it as like a source of you know like you know there's library you can go to the British Library and like you know got the books it's kind of the same thing but like of a course. sound library where yeah. you can just access all this mad mad shit 
Um, and how, how much is, I mean, having this wonderful upbringing of this like, incredible selection of tunes that you can get, it's, it's, it's really influenced your selections, like we were saying before, and the kind of great varied way that you do it on your show. Yeah, I don't think, I don't really, I've never been sort of kind of into genres as such. Like, I'm yeah. not like, well, I mean, I didn't like Britpop, it, was, it, was cause, it wasn't because I didn't like, I just didn't like the noises that were being, I didn't mm. like the sounds. So I've never really been like a genre guy, I just like, I like certain sounds and noises, mm. no matter like what they're being used in. I just yeah. kind of like, a, I'm more of a kind of a sound thing than a, yeah. a genre thing. So I, I kind of hear like little bits and bobs and different things. Yeah. You know, whether that's in a folk record or whether that's, you know, in a grime record or whatever. I just for me, it's, it's, I, I look for two things in a record. Does it make me want to fight or does it make me want to cry? Right. Okay. If they, it can do one of those two things. Are your only two emotions? That is, I do not have any other emotions. That's <laughs> <Okay. laughs> it. So it doesn't Six matter if that, if that comes from a folk record yeah. or like Emiliano Torini. Right. Or it comes from DMX. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's all I'm looking for. <laughs> hey, and DMX slipping, that makes me want to cry. Yeah, well, you get both. <laughs> so I'm fine. Maybe, like... <laughs> maybe there's records out there that will do both for you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was one thing I wanted to say uh, to Sway before we, because we were nearly at 45. Because um, you, 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 sh- I remember the day when I was what, I mean, this is taking about, we'll, in the second half, we'll go into this properly. Yeah. When I was 14, and I remember bumping into you in uh, Oxford Street, and uh, this is a, this is a very seminal moment. I remember Semtex was there. Yeah. And he introduced me. And then we got the train back together to Finsbury. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we were talking. And you said you just decided to stop sampling. Yeah, yeah. You go, I'm not sampling anymore, yeah. man. That's yeah. it. I'm yeah. done with sampling records. And yeah. you should too. Yeah. Stop sampling yeah, records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on everyone about that. That was a seminal moment for me. So... Yeah. Um, so you you, you carried d- on for a while. Though. I did, I did. <laughs> um, like, how do, how do you feel about it now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm not as strict as I was before. Yeah, you know what I mean because I understand, like, you know, like there's there's no no such thing as a brand new idea, and to mm. be able to take something someone's created respectfully mm. and make it into something new is like paying homage mm. to that yeah. that work as well. But for me, it was just kind of like. You know, I felt like it was getting too easy. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like to be a producer and to be a musician, it's like I've been in music I've been into music since I was like 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 ten or something. Mm. You know what I mean? I was I had an Amiga and Atari and all them things and I learned how to program shit. Mm. You know what I mean? I weren't you know, I weren't someone that was able to just take a loop and then saying, This is all yeah. mine. Yeah, you know I mean, like so. After a while, I was kind of like when I, as I started playing a bit more, I was learning about instruments, how to record instruments in and stuff like that. I was like, nah, everyone should do this. And also another thing, I was heavily influenced by you know this by West Coast music. Of course, yeah, you know I mean, like, of and course. although they used to like interpolate a lot of mm. big funk records, they used to replay everything. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean, they used to you know two pack. Records, a lot yeah. of them weren't like straight samples. They were like people, you'd read the, the mm-hmm. sleeves and there'd be like a bass guitar player and yeah. drums by. And they would take by, it somewhere else. And they'd take it to another place. So I just yeah. felt like, especially where British hip hop was and what British hip hop was known mm-hmm. for, it was kind of known for taking old loops and just kind of mm-hmm. rapping depression over it, man. Yeah. And I was, trying to, <laughs> I was trying to change that, 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 yeah. that shape and make it yeah. into something different. So yeah, yeah but no, I've sampled since but i've never really like it's, it's very rare for me to kind of like take a loop 
and mm. you know, was it Tribal Quest recently that, on that new know? record of theirs where they spent like three years with like loads of musicians creating their own sample bank? Della Soul, oh, wow. Della Soul, Soul, sorry, yeah. Della Soul. Amazing. Della Soul. Yeah, so they've got they just like created like hours and hours. They've done years doing it, didn't they? Mm. And now they've just got this huge bank. That's amazing. They're just sampling that, that's their I, that's own. That's what I do now, like all the time. I just get live yeah. musicians in and I sample them and I, I record it and fuck it up like it's a sample. And you feel amazing about it as well. Yeah. Like this is this is actually mine from scratch. Exactly. You know, it's it's an incredible feeling exactly. when you create a record from scratch. And that's why a lot of the time when I get a harp in or whatever it is or strings or brass whoever, like I, I, I have many ways like I, I get them to do I get them to play something that I think they want to play I get yeah. them to start them out just playing something nice and yeah. over the track yeah. but the things that I always use that I always end up using is when I go okay before you go and mm. they're starting to pack up and I'll go before you go mm. I want you to do two takes over the whole song yeah 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 playing yeah. whatever you want to play yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and they just, just go fuck you know yeah. doing some fucking them weird the shit to be creative, yeah. exactly and yeah. I always end up just chopping it out maybe using it on that song using it on another song whatever yeah. it is and I think that's the beauty of it when you create your own samples yeah mostly because today's you know music industry is so fucked that someone will sue you if you've got a slight yeah, yeah sample yeah. in there it's anyway nuts, yeah it's just not worth it yeah. we couldn't be Pete Rock or DJ Premier today we yeah, couldn't yeah, get away yeah, with it right. it'd be mental on the publisher we'd be fucked <laughs> like we'd just have to give away I, I, I mean did, even, even those guys man what, like what happened how come people weren't stinging them I don't even know. I, I think they did get. I think I heard a rumor that P Rock got very badly sued, okay. but on a bunch of stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think it, it did come back around, and everyone got fucked for it. Yeah. Because there were some big samples in there. Yeah, but you know, he, he must have knew it was coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't <laughs> sample it is the Jackson Five on records yeah, I mean. and just like <laughs> I feel you. Um, well, that's a beautiful time to take the the tradition of the piss break, and we'll be back for the second half of the Thanks for Trying podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. We rolling? Excellent. All right, welcome back to part two of the Thanks for Trying podcast. We're back in, going in. Um, it's the tradition that we do a shot. Um, so me and Tom will, are going to take the hit, sway with the soda. You can still cheers us for yeah, this. Yeah, no, of course, yeah. Let's man. do it. I don't remember agreeing to this. <laughs> <laughs> cheers. 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 Nice cheers. What right. the hell? Excellent. I'm already hungover. That's the best way to get over a hangover. The more the more you've said it, like the more I think this is definitely just an excuse for me to fuel my alcoholism. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, gotta do what you gotta do, bro. You know what I mean? We we'll have have to, maybe we'll have to get all your guests on. Like maybe in the twentieth episode, we'll have like an intervention. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> and you'll come on to do a show, and there'll be all of us here. We'll just pack you off to some like <laughs> cheap as chips for like yeah. Like Re- cheap as chips rehab. It's I, be some, I can't like, afford the priory. It's gotta man. be like I can't some, do it. It's gotta be some real cheap one out in Hackney somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, so I, I had a bunch of questions. Uh, you touched on very briefly, but I wanted to talk about your friendship and, and business relationship with Akon and like because that's it's a very interesting thing that yeah, yeah. that's been a that's been a minute and I, I haven't heard you speak on it about it too much recently. So yeah. talk to me. I mean, like the thing is, you know, my whole thing has always been kind of like Everything is possible, mm. you know. Like, if you, if you, there wasn't a social media kind of like following at the time. Mm. So you know, at one point, Akon was the biggest, potentially, not potentially, possibly the biggest R and B star on the planet, yeah. on the face of the planet. And you know, 
being born in Britain, having parents from Ghana, West Africa, um, always meant that I was kind of like, I always had like a dual nationality type thing going on. I always wanted to represent the whole British side, but also represent my roots as well. Mm. And out of all the artists in the world, I felt like Akon was doing that the way he represented, he held down Senegal and um, and America at the same time. So I, I didn't know nothing about Akon, um, but I'd always felt like, you know, I felt like he was a, a, a guidance for me in mm. some kind of way. And so what happened was um, I freestyled over one of his beats um, for DJ Semtex mixtape called Crunk and Grime. I think it was Soul Survivor. That was a sick. That was you a sick me? tape, man. I yeah, that, that yeah, yeah he killed it with that tape. And um, yeah, I freestyled over it, and I'd used the Soul Survivor, and just kind of like you know, I was like really watching Encon, and uh, Semtex was out in the Bahamas, mm. and I think he had given the mixtape to Akon. Shit. And um, I think Akon had seen the like, Soul Survivor, man. It's, my joint man what's, what's going on yeah that's not my name though <laughs> yeah you know i mean and he checked it out and um one thing led to another and he had come back to the uk and i think it was on radio um he had said like if anybody knows like um this kid sway like let him know i'm looking for him kind of thing wow you know I mean? but, <laughs> I mean, in a friendly way but i, I was shook man come on yeah. like, you, you know how i was back then yeah you know i mean like, like um so I was kind of like, that's amazing, like that, because mm. I've always felt connected to him. Um, and then I, I, I can't, you know, it's, just, it's a little bit hazy in, in how it will happen. But the next stage of it was that it was World Cup time mm. and MTV were taking a UK act and a US act out to Germany to watch a few um, games at the World Cup. Right. And it just so happened to be me and Akon, Perfect. you know? And so we finally got to link up. We had a conversation. I kind of told him like about all of my kind of aspirations and what I was trying to achieve and how I admired him. And he was just like, man, like I hear so much about you in the UK and you know, everywhere I go, people mm. are talking about you, blah, blah, blah. Let's get together and let's mm. do something, you know? And I was like, this is an amazing thing. So um, every time he'd come to London, I'd link up with him. But then he was doing stuff out in the States as well. And they'd fly me out, like, go out, go out there. Like, when he was on tour with Rihanna in Rihanna's early mm. days, man, there's, I've seen a lot of stuff go down that I can't talk about uh, <laughs> on this clearly podcast. Clearly, we all want to yeah, know I mean, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I haven't been drinking, so... <laughs> <laughs> so Damn it. That's so, usually how I get the guests. Yeah. Just getting very drunk and everyone talks about everything. But basically, man, I mean, the time where he was working on the Michael Jackson stuff, mm. I was around when he was working on the line of Richie stuff. Um, I was around when he was working on the whole Lady Gaga thing. I was there, like, mm. and a lot of the time, man, this is this is one of the most amazing things. Um, like, Akon had a big entourage, but he could mm. see that I wanted to learn. So a lot of the times, him and Giorgio, Giorgio is his, uh, was at the time, like, Akon's, like, right-hand man in terms of production. Like, a lot of the times, the entourage would clear the studio, but they'd let me stay in the studio and be like sit sway wow. chill man chill wow. so it'd be just me and them creating and I'd be a fly on the wall watching them do all of these records mm. that, that go number one hit me you know I mean, yeah. I mean there's even a real funny moment where I was at the Sanderson Hotel you know Akon called me up and he was like um um let's go let's go out tonight blah blah, blah. no no he's like we're going to studio tonight and um I'd got there and I was in the 
I was in the lobby waiting for him to come down and this French guy comes sat down next to me, proper spruced up. You know what I mean? Like sitting there with his laptop. And um he's like, um he's like, Oh, what are you doing? Now? I was like, I'm waiting for Akon and he was like, Okay, cool, what what do you do? And I'm like, yeah, I work with Akon, I'm like one of the artists. He goes, Another one, Akon signs everybody, blah blah. He's like, I'm waiting for Akon too. And I was like, I was like, cool. And he goes, he says, he pulls out his laptop and he goes, um, what do you think of this beat? So he plays me the beat, I'm like, Yeah, it's banging man, this is this is sick. I was like, You're a producer? And he's like, Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be doing a song with Akon. And I was like, that's amazing, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to come down to the studio and watch you guys um, do the record together. And he's like, so what do you do? I'm like, I'm a rapper. And then he said, what's your name? Sway, blah, blah, blah. He actually had one of my records or um, Say It Twice. Mm. Um, he had heard it or something. And he was like, yeah, it's really clever, blah, blah, blah. I'd heard this record where you say everything twice, blah, blah, blah. So anyway... Just about to go out to the studio with them. Akon comes downstairs. Yo, Sway, let's go, blah, blah, blah. Get to the studio. Um, as I'm walking out the door, Akon's, uh, a friend of mine, is Akon's uh, business partner at the time, was like, Sway, we need to talk about something. Let's go to lunch, and then we can hit the studio afterwards. Yeah. So I was kind of like, cool, man, we'll catch up with him later. Blah, blah, blah. Went to lunch, sat down with Babs. Babs is his name. Giorgio, Akon and the French guy went to the studio. Made, made a record and I was with Babs for hours and then they'd come back later they'd come back all hyped up blah blah blah, blah. yeah this is a smash blah 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 yeah. so that record was Sexy Bitch yeah. The French guy was David Guetta. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, I mean, and you know, you know, like, I'm not like a, a, a super, uh, I mean, like, 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 I don't know if I could have ever been on the record, but, but, Shit. you know, Imagine. I'm not like, I, I'm not like a super dance, dance head. Mm. So I, I never, I knew of his name. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when he introduced himself as David, I, you know, yeah. he wouldn't say I'm David Guetta. He was just like David, you know? Yeah. So I didn't really, I, I didn't really know of him at, 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 at that moment in yeah. time, you know what I mean? But yeah, that's a, wow. a, a, a funny story I have to tell Shit. about. So yeah, they made that record and that went number one. Of course. And that ended up being a total massive smash. Yeah, you know what I mean? Hell. So yeah, they, they did that in London. I mean, it must have been just like an amazing, I mean, there, there's many amazing situations that you've been in that I, that yeah. I could ask you about and talk to you about. Yeah. But that is just like kind of fascinating to watch like, also, the also the end of an era of pop because it, it, it was pop, even though it was R and B and and, and yeah, fucking yeah. great R and B at yeah. that. It was the end of an era of, of pop that that signified a change as well. Yeah, you know, he he did incredible music, but he was also very aware socially as well. Mm, yeah, oh, totally, man. I mean, it's it, it, like I said, man. It's it's uh, it's it's such a shame that mm. at that point there wasn't like like Instagram and yeah. stuff like that because the amount of things that I could have shown people in a, in a yeah. good light that would have inspired people at the time yeah. there was just no all I could do is come back and tell like the man them about it you know what I mean it was like yeah it was just like yo I was just in the studio and they were on the phone to Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and that's it. It stopped there. You know what I mean? If it was, <laughs> if it was these days, it would have, it would have been like, yeah. you know, guys, 
Ils ont le fond de ma You can't see me, but I turn my phone around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, so it would have it would have been like that. But th them times, yeah, I don't, I don't even know. If, yeah, the phone had a camera, but it was a shit when you couldn't do one. nothing with the footage. Yeah. Just watch it later. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, so yeah, no, it's in incredible time. So even now, it's like, like I said, back to what I was saying about like always being like being early on things it's an amazing mm -hmm. thing for me because I've always been someone that's been daring like and 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 wanting to discover things early mm -hmm. and even now like I see what was happening with the whole Drake and um the cosign and, and I, I think it's amazing and I think what's even more amazing now is that it's documented yeah because again yeah, like, yeah. The, the other day because it like, happened then it happened back then. yeah because I, I even heard the other day like oh Drake put a UK act on a billboard number one record. Mm. You know what I mean? Again, we weren't really in the social media world when Lasers came out mm. and I was the only rap feature yeah. on Lupe's Lasers which went billboard number one yeah. in America in 2011. Again, there wasn't really that kind of... Mm. There was there was, twi there was Twitter in it. Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't. It was, it's was kind it, of weird. We Love You was the record, right? That was, no, no, it was, a no different... it was a record. That was Lupe Fiasco. There was um, lasers just for people. Break the Chain. Break the Chain. Okay. It was a record called Break the Chain. And so I'm... then We Love You never came out. No, I never came that out was officially. A fucking yeah. ridiculous yeah, but, record. Yeah, I still you. play that record. Like Lupe's my guy. Like Lupe. Yeah. Like, uh, Lupe, man. Like that's like a brother. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he's, that's like different level of love for that guy man i remember what that when he put me on the lasers album he's like I swear i'm doing another album and you know you know it's a, you know i've got this record i think it's gonna suit you mm. um and it was really actually it was really such a blessing because mm. at that point you know i was i wasn't i was going through something in life where i kind of like i needed that kind of surge that boost you know so then when i did my verse for it um i was kind of like who else is on the album Like, what other rappers I was thinking, he's going to put a bunch of rappers on that. And he was just kind of like, no, just you. And Not I, even Jay-Z. No one this time. I was like, like, he said, just you. And I was, literally saw the track listing come out. I was in America at the time when yeah. it went number one. You know what I mean? It was an amazing experience. He brought me out on stage. Mm, it was just so, it, it was so incredible. So yeah, man, it's like, This whole UK US thing that mm. it's been going on. Yeah, Even before way, way before me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just good to see that there's now a platform mm. where there's a light shone on it and people can actually see that. Listen, man, yeah. these UK guys are actually here to stay, like they really rap, you know? So I mean like like, like I, I mean, you know, a, a couple of hours isn't enough time for me to talk to you. We could definitely yeah. you know, have so much to chat about. But I mean, for me, like talking about UK rap going yeah. back and back and back. Like yeah. the mo one of the most inspirational moments for me, like uh, Tom from, and for, for people at home that don't know, I went to school with Sway. Yeah. Right. So we went to school together and like Sway taught me how to produce music. So if I, if, if it wasn't for Sway, I wouldn't be making beats. For Twix apparently. <laughs> <laughs> taught me how to use the MPC. <laughs> taught me to like all of this shit. And I remember being in the fucking music rooms with yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and like kind of just before I even made beats, kind of just watching how you made beats, yeah, which is very interesting. And like kind of even now, I kind of think back and I was clearing on my parents' house the other day, and I, I've got I found wow. a tape wow. that I know Turkish wants to hear that that yeah. like that just says sway old beats. Wow, and I'm kind of in. He I need to. Oh he wants that. <laughs> like, but like it's a very. I'm. I need to find a fucking Walkman. I swap it and for your um, record collection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But like, there's a, there's a couple of things I remember from being from being in the music room, yeah. and one of them we we spoke about recently about like how I I remember you recording your ad libs first, yeah, and that blew my mind yeah, because I, you were doing maybe this was before one I can't remember the yeah. Phoenix Crew when yeah. one was Phoenix Crew, yeah, and wow yeah yeah and and you would and you were doing the ad libs first yeah. and I was like, bear in mind I was probably twelve, yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, I don't understand, I don't understand how this happens. Yes, yeah, so the thing is, yeah, <laughs> like, I like to enjoy the process of recording, mm. you know? So I like to set it up so that I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I like there to be more of me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, the ad-libs first is just me, me, and me together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, it's like a friendship. You know what I mean? So once I've... Like the like the previous me has recorded, yeah. he's already in existence. He's a character. Mm. You know what I mean? Then another me. So I've got backup. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when yeah. I'm rapping and he comes in, yeah. you know what I mean? Which is me before. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel, I feel like. I wish I you feel, were drunk right now. <laughs> this is so amazing. No, I, seriously, I, I feel good about it. You know what I mean? I feel like, I feel like I've got backup. You know what you I mean? You cloned yourself. Like, you know? Yeah, if it's something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I mean, even to this day, like, uh, like when I record stuff, I record in all different types of ways, man. Like, like I enjoy the process of recording so much. Um, and the whole ad-lib thing, yeah, I remember doing that. And, yeah. and people didn't understand it, but it's like the verse was already done. Yeah. In my mind, you just hadn't heard it yet. Yeah. So when I was doing the ad-libs, I, was, I already knew what I was ad-libbing. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I just wanted to, when I do the performance, I just needed Derek and... Derek to back me up, you know what I mean. So, do you still you know. do that now? No, no, no. I don't. I don't. I don't record like that. now. I'm. Oh, I've got really lazy technology. Right. Like before, I used to learn the verse. Right. You know what I mean, because it was a studio. It was like eleven of us using the studio. There was no time to punch. Yes. You know what I mean, you just got to go in, know your verse, get it down. Okay. You know what I mean, and even it, the peer pressure. Of doing loads of takes, yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a cool thing. You know what I mean? Like, like you're, you're like, out of here. Yo, start again. Yo, you're out of here. You can't rap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, but now I do. I do bare stuff in oh, secret. Okay, yeah. I literally do a word every second. Oh, like, well, so you like, deserve like, it, man. Yo, yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> bone fog stuff. Sweet. <laughs> I just paste it all together, put the faders in it, and, and I've got a verse. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, now, yeah. now we're a lot more lazy, but. Back then, I had to you. You had to know a verse inside out yeah. and lay it down properly, like like two takes max. Of Pirelli, I mean Pirelli was yeah. someone I used to. He he was a genius at that man. He used to go like maybe like thirty six bars, just all in one go. Yeah, I mean, I used to I used to do like like maybe two takes. You know, mm. yeah. I remember that. I mean, we did we did March and. You yeah. came in and just killed that and pretty much like You've come a take. long way, man. <laughs> You've come a long way, man. Your your first beats were really terrible, man. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, but, but you know, but the thing is you actually heard my first beats. Yeah. There's not many people that heard yeah. my first beats. Yeah, but and, and you and you were you um 
You were you were really good at taking criticism though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You could see sometimes you were hurt, but yeah, you'd hold it. In. You, the you thing is, me. like, like one hundred percent, I agree with you. I was fucking like twelve years old. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I think now of like talking to I a twelve year old. Too much of you. Yes. Oh, <laughs> 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 think about telling that to a twelve year old. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. bro, your shit. Yeah, like, oh sucked. fuck. Yeah. Didn't give up though. Yeah, yeah. But like, no, you're like, you're right. But like, even like when we did March with Verb T and Kaiser, like yeah. that was fucking, wow. you know, that was a sick record that you yeah. came, you did the Mike Skinner record. Yeah. Uh, Harvey Nicks. Yeah. Classic record. Mitchell Brothers. Yeah. And then you came and did my shit. And then I can't even remember what the next thing you, whether it was the Ian Brown record or whatever. Yeah. yeah. A lot of collaborations. A lot early. of collaborations at that yeah. time, man. I was proper selective, man. I was just like, working mm. with people who've got the talent in it. Mm. Like, there was a point where everybody was trying to get a verse out of me. And, and mm. to be honest, like, you just got to do stuff that you enjoy. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, we were talking about the record collection earlier. Like, you had the maddest CD collection. Mm. What happened to those CDs? You still got them? Man, I sold it. I just got rid of them. Oh, man. Yeah, my CD collection was crazy. Because I remember being in my in my house and I played you Tech 9 for the first time. Yes. Yeah. It was you, yeah. yeah. You. I played, and, yeah. and like I said, bruv, listen to how Tech 9 raps in reverse. Yeah. yeah I was like, yeah, 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 all of yeah, this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then I was like, yeah, it shit. inspired me hard. Decide, yeah. what? I was yeah, like, yo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sick. Yeah, yeah, nah. Like, yeah, it was Tech 9 and you bought all the No Limit stuff as well. No you Limit, had, yeah. You had like the 20 pound albums. Bro, I spent every, <laughs> I mean? every penny like, I had. I had to had. wait for them to come down, you know what I mean? Man, like, every, that's the thing. I would be broke for, so, I would pay everything for like, a Master P album and then go shit well I can't buy anything for like two months but yeah. I've got a Master P album yeah, yeah, no, which had, no one cares had, about yeah, definitely like, an amazing like one we put a quid each in on a 12 yeah when we were like kids in Ipswich you put like a quid in each because you'd be one set of decks you'd all go to round oh, like one, one person had decks and we all chipped in for the decks and we all chipped in for the vinyl and so you'd all just like you just had this like communal collection and then obviously beautiful. like at some point everyone's like I've got my own decks. And you're like, well, you're not having, any, you're not having any of these communal yeah, records. You've yeah. got to start again. It's crazy, man. No, you had an amazing CD um, collection. So it's only right that when you got into production, you were going to be eclectic. Because mm. you were the only one that I really knew that. Never, You never really chose a side when it came to hip hop. Mm. Like you never had like the West Coast only thing. I was a big Tupac guy though. I never yeah. listened to Biggie. I was just like, yeah. Tupac, Daz, Quick. Yeah. All day long. Yeah. And then, of course, no limit. But you know, like, yeah, like yeah, no, you, you, you went in. I, no, we had a really similar taste. Um, yeah, that changed after a while, though. Yeah, you went back to sampling, man. <laughs> <laughs> went back to sampling. DJ Premier, yeah. that was it. DJ Premier fucked it for yeah, me. That's amazing. No, those was amazing times, man. Amazing yeah. days, man. Like, and um, so Tom, so speaking of that, talking about origins, like, I, I, it's for me, it's very interesting, like how you actually transitioned everything and moved yourself into radio because I know that you well the good old fashioned nepotism isn't it essentially but yeah it's uh <laughs> it's what it comes down to no um, but uh I don't believe in that yeah I mean because you're fucking like I'm not fucking just you know blowing smoke and all this stuff but you're very fucking good at it well it's very I'm big, but I mean the thing about like you know radio's like so many other, like you, there's lots of people out there that are really good but like the radio's kind of 
you know, it's based on a clock. They're only so they're like there's a finite amount of people that can sit on that clock, and you know, mm. it's not like you know, it doesn't matter how many great DJs you, there are out there. They can only fit so many of you onto a clock. So you know, mm. it's about you know, it's just about trying to get get onto that onto that schedule, and it's mm. really really hard. Um, you know, and nepotism definitely made helped me get on the clock. I mean, there's no denying that. But um, you know. I st- you know, it doesn't mean that I can't. I'm not doing a good job at it, but there's lots mm. of people that are out there that would also who do a good, good job, but maybe didn't get the chance. Yeah, you know, and I'm very aware of that. So, um, but I, I still don't believe that because if it was really nepotism, you'd be on fucking Radio One doing the Zane Lowe show. Or whatever, too old but- for Radio One, man. I'm like 37. Oh come on, you must be kidding yeah, me. Never, still- never too old for Radio One. You gotta one, be man. on. You- no, I mean to present. You gotta be like, you know. But, like, to me, you're always a 25-year-old dashing young man who fucking understands music and, most, most importantly, jokes I just like making a racket. I mean, the thing, that's good, the thing that's good about Six, you know, is that, um, which, you know, you don't get at many other stations, not stations mm-hmm. that are going to pay you anyway, but, like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm allowed to jump around, I'm allowed to jump genres. Then you're not allowed, mm-hmm. you don't get many kind of special late-night shows, especially on the BBC, where you're allowed to kind of, like, jump genres like that. You know, they're, yeah. they're kind of genre-specific shows. Um, and so the, the six music thing late at night is good because they'll let me they'll let me kind of muck about and they'll let me make a, lo- a lot of noise, yeah. you know. And I can put nasty stuff on and then like follow up with something pretty. And a lot, a lot of places aren't going to let you do that. They're like yeah. either you'll, you know, either just play hip hop or just play like you know. I think African a lot of people don't account for our eclectic taste as humanity. You know, like I I feel like I don't I don't just listen like I grew up listening to Tupac like that's. I'm a, the Tupac's biggest fan, but at the same time, I still listen to fucking. I think it was like that, like when we, were, when we were growing up. You were like, you had to like pick your gang, didn't mm, you? Of course, like, yeah, you yeah, pick yeah. your like, what's what's yeah. your thing? It's like, well, I'm into grunge, or what's your thing? It's like, I'm into hip hop. Yeah, you had yeah, to pick your, your thing, you know. Yeah. So I went from like being a grunge guy to being like a drum and bass guy mm. to being a hip hop guy, and you had to stick with your group. You can't mm. just go, well, I'm going to hang out with all of you. Like, no, <laughs> fucking pick yeah. a gang, dude. Yeah. Um, where and you couldn't. And that was how it was. I think now, like this. Because, like, you know, mainly because of kind of, you know, the internet and stuff and the way that kind of, the way that we consume music. I don't think kids now have to do that so much, yeah. you know. I think they can actually just go, well, you know, I like hip-hop, but, you know, shit, this, I saw this band the other day that's great. And you, they, they can do that now yeah. in a way that, you know, we couldn't so much. So I think it's a lot, it's a lot easier now. I think, I think kids listening is way more eclectic and they can be more open about it being eclectic than maybe yeah. we could when we were younger. So... Yeah. Also, so- Greatest song ever written, in your opinion? Oh shit! Both of you. Oh man, I can't even name a song. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's so tough, man. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, I, I definitely have a list. Like yeah. you know, whether it be Pete Rock and Seal Smooth Troy, obviously. Okay. Uh, Nas World. So it's is, a hip hop record. Nas World is yours. Okay. You know, but then again, I could go Bruce Springsteen Born to Run. I think is a sick fucking record. Mm. Frank Sinatra, um, That's Life. Mm. I think it's a great record. You know, I've got I've got billions of them. I know you've got one. Go on, no, I haven't. You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I haven't. I was just thinking about it. Like, I really like Shaka Khan. Ain't nobody. Yeah, yeah. I think it's an amazing record. But I, I wouldn't say it's the greatest song ever written. It's my favorite record. Um, but the greatest song. I don't know, man. It's a tough one, man. I'm so easily yeah. like I just like my favorite thing is always the last thing I heard. Like just yeah. like I'm, I'm like like a kid in a sweet shop, <laughs> yeah. just like dying towards like you know. I just hear something, and I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. And was I'm the like, last? This is the best thing. Yeah. I've ever heard. What was the last great record you heard? 
Uh, do you know what? I've had, actually, <laughs> there's a new Future Islands album. And the last track on that, like weirdly at the end, it's just him doing a song and Debbie Harry's on it. Oh, shit. And weirdly, I thought this isn't going to work. And then I was, I've been, and I'm not, I'm not joking, I reckon I listened to it 20 times yesterday. And I was just like, this is just one of these things where, like, all the right people have to come together at the right time, in mm, the right place. Yeah. And they've just, like, everything has just, like, all the things have aligned and it's just, just like, perfect, perfect song. It just yeah. sits at the end of an album. You're just like... Because it's all about the frequencies that affect you and the time and the yeah, mood yeah, yeah. and everything that yeah. you're affected. Time is key. Exactly. Yeah. But for you, what's the record that you return to? What's the song that you return to as, as safety? You know, you think, ah, oh, this... In my time of need, I'm going to listen to this song. I feel like that's that's a, a key mm. recognizer. I just to ice cream by Wu Tang on a loop. <laughs> for like, I, if ever I'm in that's trouble, I just like I'm just going to put that on a loop Rayquan. for a day, and I just yeah. sit there like, oh man, I'll just just have this go round and fucking round. I've never got bored of that. I've had it like go days, <laughs> just, going, just go round and round. Yeah, yeah, that's my go-to. It's a great. I mean, swear you must have a few of the go-to records. Yeah, I've got quite a few. Um, uh, change the game quick I think that's one of the most amazing songs that's ever been put together I think DJ Quick um, like definitely inspired you a, a, a lot massively yeah massively DJ Quick uh, Dre um, Sugar Free mm. um, what else Regulate 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 Warren G that was Nate a dog. A, like a fantastic record for using a, 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 a looped sample mm. and taking it somewhere else yeah Regulate as a record that you can't... A story record as well, because you did a lot with stories. Yeah, yeah. Did a lot I, with yeah. telling stories, with yeah. doing this, like, fucking amazing shit with, with like, telling tales through through music. Yeah. And that's, you know, that, that yeah. makes sense. I love, yeah, I love story records. And story artists, I, was, I mean, mm. like, everyone from Nas. Nas is probably one of the best storytellers. Mm. Eminem as well. Yeah. He's an amazing storyteller. Like, like, when you can tell a story on a good song... Yeah. It's just, for me, it's just like, it's, it's pure gold, you know? And that is lost a little bit recently. That's the one thing totally, that I... Totally, 100%. I miss a bit. 100%. But it's just, it's a case of, does anyone really want to hear that in this kind of generation? Mm. Is you know, right now, it's, you know... Could you make a stand in 2017? Potentially. I think, you know, yeah. it, the person who's going to come out and do that, do you that, know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the person who's going to do that is going to be breaking the mold. Because yeah. there isn't many records like that right now. Mm. I mean, everything's about turning up in it, you yeah. know. So, <laughs> like, you know, so if someone comes with a story that makes yeah. you turn up, mm. then they might win, you know. <laughs> but I mean, just do people want to hear stories, or they just go to YouTube and watch one? You yeah, know what I mean, it's like. Do you know? Do you know what? Like, I've always been like, because I, because I, I have to compile. You know, I have to compile stuff so quickly. I have to find so much music to build yeah, shows because, like. Every week as well. Because I'm like a control freak, I don't let anyone else involved. Like, I just lock (laughs) myself in my room. And so, a lot of other, most people put shows together, like their producers will like pick stuff out and help them do stuff. Whereas I would just lock myself and I do my own running orders and I post it. But like, when people start working on their show, they're like, what the hell's going on? He's just done my job for me. Like, what am I supposed to do? And so, like, because I work that way, a lot of the time I kind of, I'm not a lot of the time. I'm kind of not listening to records properly, so I kind of quite often miss the stories, you know. Mm. It's, and it's not—it's not a great way to listen to music, which is why I end up getting caught up so much in just sounds and noises that I like. Yeah. 
And then it's not until I quite often then go back to stuff that I've rent, like played loads and loads and loads. And getting you understand. And, and, I, and I've still, like, yeah. I might have played something 20 times, I've never bothered to listen to the story, just like, yeah. like get so up in the rhythm of it. Yeah. And then it's not until I've kind of dropped it from playing it loads, I go back and I was like, shit, that's what it's about, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it's not yeah. a good way of listening, but like, and I don't like it. But I've got, got the I've emotion, got, though. Got, yeah, yeah, but it's just like... When you're busy making it, you don't necessarily involve yourself in in the objective you perspective you come out of a different way though don't you you're, exactly. like, you're a story man so yeah, you're kind of the yeah. opposite to us yeah you're yeah. going from the, you're starting with the story and then going from there so. yeah, yeah like even like a, a lot of the time I probably work like the opposite way for me like lyrically first is the first thing that engages me because you've got something you want to yeah. say so it's going to start mm. with the story isn't it yeah so even when I'm listening to music it's like Sometimes it's just really hard to ignore really shit lyrics. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I always hard. keep. I'm always aware of the shit lyrics. It is, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really hard for me like to enjoy the music when the lyrics are really bad. You know, but um, but yeah, and no, I think I think lyri- lyrics are really important. But at the same time, when when I watch some of like people writing records and even now writing records f- for other people and stuff like that, mm. sometimes it's just about the vibe. You know what I mean? Mm. Like most of the greatest songs are, 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 are gibberish first, and then they find the words that. And Michael Jackson does it all the time. I think a lot of the time Michael Jackson didn't even change the gibberish parts. Yeah, you know I mean, we just made words out of it. <laughs> I, I, you know I mean, I'm not really even sure if he said if Annie, if he was asking if Annie was okay. Yeah, no one I, knows. I, I think yeah. <laughs> I think but we you, just do, do you know, that do you know why it, you know? what that lyric I found this out when I did Annie, like Annie are you okay Annie are you okay right yeah. I found this out because like there was a point a couple of years ago when I realised you know I've always been self-employed done shit on my own yeah I've never been in a job situation where they've paid for a first aid course right okay so I thought you know what it's Christmas like yeah. I've got 60 pound I'm gonna spend this 60 pound on doing a first aid course Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. just to spend 60 quid no yeah. I was like yeah. bruv what if someone's fucking you know well like, no I mean it's good collapsed, I just wouldn't work well, something i'm just gonna like, i wouldn't know what to do so yeah. i thought i was gonna, gonna spend this 60 now. quid mm-hmm. yeah so i'm gonna do it i'm gonna go and fucking save somebody's life so i mm-hmm. did this course mm-hmm. and then we you know we, we're doing this the 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 things on the floor you know we give mouth to mouth resuscitation with this like fucking uh yeah the the what's it called the the mannequin yeah. that that's there and i'm like and then we start doing it and i started researching it and i was like this the the mon- the model that this mannequin was based on was called Annie, and so this whole lyric is mm-hmm. like about Annie, are you okay? Because the whole learning really? how to resuscitate something came from Annie, are you okay? Like that was the whole fucking resuscitation so you, so, thing. So you're saying Annie, are you okay then? Annie, are you so okay? Michael Jackson inspired that, or that inspired Michael Jackson? No, no, it's, it's, it's like um, no, no, it's, I love it. there's the speaker. I'm, I'm uh, yeah. Okay, great. Still called Annie. So they've yeah, always so been the, called Annie. Always the lifeguards. So Kim has told us that the mannequin has always been called Annie. So the the training situation is Annie. Are you okay? Yeah. So Michael might have done a test himself. Michael had Michael had a couple of weeks off. <laughs> he, had he had sixty quid from Christmas. I'm going to do this course. In case someone, in case one of my crew goes down. Nah, that's Michael it. That's Jackson. it. That's no, no, it. like mine. He's down, Michael. You got to sort this. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Actually, At least okay. we know Michael Jackson could have Saving saved lives. Yeah, all right, uh, perfect time to round up the thanks for trying episode thirteen, and thank you so much to my guests Tom Ravenscroft and Sway. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Welcome. 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 Yeah. All right.
You have been listening to the Thanks for Trying podcast, episode 13. Big thank you to my special guests, Sway and Tom Ravenscroft. Thank you to everyone for listening. Big shout out to Seb White for recording the show. We will return next month as always. Do not forget the instrumental that you're hearing is Dreamer Clean and The Last Skeptic doing bits out now on Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.